Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome into another edition of the Arrowhead Pride podcast we call From the Podium. My name is Pete Sweeney. I'm the editor-in-chief over at ArrowheadPride.com. And it's been a rather eventful two days. The Kansas City Chiefs started their 2019 campaign after losing in the AFC title game last year. A hugely anticipated year coming up. Uh, I know you know that, which is why you're listening to this podcast. With training camp beginning, their first full team practice on Saturday with that came the big name press conferences. So on Saturday, we got to hear from head coach Andy Reid. We got to hear from the owner, Clark Hunt, the quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, and safety Tyron Matthew, who many regard already as a leader of this Chiefs defense. And then on Sunday, we heard from Eric Bieniemy, offensive coordinator for the Chiefs, Chris Jones, who ended his holdout on Friday by showing up to camp, and Tyreek Hill. Uh, the first time we've heard from Tyreek Hill since all of the incidents of this offseason, a tumultuous offseason for Hill, got to actually speak to the media. So you'll get to hear from Hill today. It's a lot of interviews. We combined it into two days because late night Saturday, early morning Sunday, there wasn't a lot of time to podcast. So you get them all at once here. If you want to hear from somebody in particular, I put the times into the description so you can see, okay, I want to hear from Tyron Matthew. Well, you can skip ahead. Right now, we're going to start with Chiefs head coach Andy Reid. Here's Andy Reid from the podium. All in all, good to get out here. Fans were phenomenal. I think we set a record with a number of fans here, uh, 10,000 so, so pretty good number. Uh, they were loud, as they still are, um, and they're into it. It was good to get our guys some work, uh, understanding that this was a 10-10-10 practice where uh, the offense served the one defense and the, um, and the defense served the one offense. So, uh, and we just went back and forth with that and had a couple special teams periods uh, so we, we could get, get some uh, specific things done that we wanted to. So anyways, with that, time's yours. Andy, how did Tyreek look to you for the first day? Yeah, it looked like he did some, uh, did some good things. He uh, had a couple nice grabs, looked fast and quick and all that. Yeah. It was good to have him back, and uh, he worked hard. He tested well today, this morning, and then he came out and did this well, so he's been working. You said you expect you and Tyree to kind of pick up where he left off, yeah. being in shape. Did he meet those expectations out there today? Yeah, he, uh, he did a nice job. I mean, you know, again, these guys just got done with this, uh, this run that's a little bit of a son of a gun, so they, uh, but to come out and do what they did, uh, Tyreek and the rest of the, those receivers. I mean, that's a that's a big thing. We had some deep balls, and uh, he had a few of them, and had to go get them, and, and he got them. So uh, that's a good thing. Coach, how are the expectations that you have for Patrick, and just kind of your communication with him, and how much you put on him? How has that changed between last year and heading into this game? Yeah. So um, I just want him to be him, and um, and with that, he'll continue to work to get better. And as long as we're, we're doing that, that's a, I think that's a positive thing. Good things will happen. <clears throat> and that's the way he's wired. I mean, he, I've told you before, he wants to be great. 
and he's willing to uh, do what he needs to do to do that. So um, that, that's uh, all that stuff from my standpoint uh, uh, is just I, I feed him and uh, make sure that I'm giving him the information he needs uh, to reach his goals. And Cam Irving working both left and right tackles, that's just, is that something that we should expect to see throughout camp? Is that kind of his role this season? Yeah, Cam, oh, Cam can do everything, so we're, we're lucky to have him. Um, but he started for us at left guard, and, um, and we'll just see. He's coming off the, the surgery, so he really hasn't hit anybody yet, and he'll, uh, we'll see how he does um, coming, coming into it. We're going to ease him into it. He feels, feels good, yeah, he feels good. We'll just ease him into it and see how he does there. What have you seen from like Darwin Thompson and some of the younger guys out there? Yeah, I like. Listen, I, I thought they did a nice job. I, I didn't see a lot of mistakes, um, uh, offensively or defensively. I thought it was it was pretty solid with uh, uh, when the defensive guys were running their defense and not the defense the offense was asking them to run. I thought they did a nice job, and um, and then offensively the same way. And um, he's an explosive little guy, man. He he can uh, he can go now, and he wants to. He's another one that really wants to be a good football player. So. Yeah, I like that. I mean, he did a good job with that. You get opportunities, so it doesn't matter if it's in a 10-10-10. Any opportunity you can get at this level, and then you show up. I mean, that's uh, that's important. And, and he earned he earned that uh, um, that interception. He had to work for it. It wasn't just a, a gimme. Eddie Charvarius Ward uh, got the uh, snaps with the ones. Uh, I know you he'd been uh, your third guy here in OTAs, but. Uh, was his, was his OTAs uh, impressive enough where you guys felt like he'd earned that then? Or, or is this yeah, he, was, he, he took most year? of the snaps with the ones in, in the OTAs. Um, and then we, we kind of rotated the guys in. But he uh, um, he's done a nice job. And, again, all, all, all the young guys, they just they need more time and more reps. And so uh, this becomes an important camp for those guys. But you know that every day is important, but we won't get to talk to you until after practice on Monday. But how much are you looking for? I'm really sad about that, BJ. <laughs> <laughs> how much are you looking forward to the pads coming on and, and getting back to real football, which you always talk about in OTAs. You can only do so much. How much are you looking forward to Monday morning? Yeah, listen, I look forward to it. Uh, um, I, I think it's a it's an important step. Uh, that, that's how this game's played. So uh, we get in there and we work and – and I think the guys, I felt like coming out of the conditioning, I think the guys are in good shape and they'll challenge each other. And it might not all be beautiful on that day, but it's a start and, uh, and we'll keep building on it. So a couple quick notes on Andy Reid right there. You heard him at the end talking about the first padded practice that occurs on Monday. So up to this point, the Kansas City Chiefs all offseason have been wearing shells and shorts. This is the first day there will be live periods where there's pads on, meaning tackling and hitting. And so this is the first time there's going to be real football. So obviously a lot of excitement about that. You heard him talk about Tyreek Hill's return. Hill has looked like he jumped right back in and there was never any kind of break in the offseason. It looks like he picked up where he left off last year and Reed kind of alluded to that. My question was about Cam Irving. Last year we saw Irving start games at left guard, but so far this training camp he's been playing both tackle positions. I think they see him more as a swing tackle, so I asked for Reed's input upon that. You could tell he didn't want to go necessarily one way or the other quite yet on that. And then there was a question about Demontre Wade. Uh, Bashad Breeland ended up leaving practice with a lacerated thumb. He didn't end up practicing on Sunday. 
But in the Saturday practice, a second-year cornerback named Demontre Wade checked in, and he actually recorded interception. So a good day from Wade getting that opportunity. He was a member of the Chiefs practice squad last year. But let's continue along. We have a lot of press conferences to get to. We're going to go on with owner Clark Hunt from the podium. Good afternoon, everybody. We're glad to kick off the 2019 season, get training camp going. Uh, we're delighted to be back in Missouri Western for our 10th year. Uh, tremendous crowd out here today. It's probably got to be one of the biggest opening practice crowds that I've seen uh, since we've been up here in Missouri Western. And obviously, they're very excited about the season, and it was great to, to get the first practice under our belt. Time's yours, guys. Questions? Clark, a couple months ago, you said you guys were confident that you'd make the right decision and not Tyreek at the right time. Do you feel like you guys were able to do that? I really do. Um, with it happening in the off season, we were able to take the time for the NFL to conduct its investigation, uh, for them to make a decision on his status. Uh, that allowed us to uh, sit back and wait for that investigation to be closed. Uh, we were able to get some information from, from the league uh, in terms of what they learned, and that put us in a position where we can make the decision to have him back on the team. You said then that you were deeply disturbed at the audio. Did your, how did your perspective change as you heard the entire tape and the other things that came out throughout the course of the investigation? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> you know, hearing the entire tape uh, put it in context. At the same time, I would say uh, my statement that time stands. Uh, I thought there was some inappropriate language uh, in, in that tape, and I'm sure Tyreek wishes he could have it back. What have your conversations been like with Tyreek since then, since, since all this has come out? Uh, so I had a good visit with him um, earlier this week. I'm not going to get into the details of that conversation, but it was a very frank conversation, uh, talking to him about his responsibility as he comes back to be a Kansas City Chief. Clark, the, the league obviously declined to, to suspend him or find him up for that. Did the Chiefs consider their own um, penalties for, for Tyreek beyond that, after that? Uh, we, we really didn't. Um, we did ask him to stay away from the team uh, this spring, uh, and in a way that, that was a, a penalty of its own own sort, uh, but we didn't consider additional discipline beyond that. Clark, I know you're, you're always optimistic this time of year, but um, what about your feelings about this year's team? I mean, is it, does it maybe go beyond? what you normally feel about your team this time of year? Uh, it, it sure does. Uh, obviously, being as close as we were to the Super Bowl last year, uh, and Andy's words coming up four inches short, um, it, it, it allows us to come into the season with a lot of belief. And I could feel it last night in the team meeting. I always have a chance to address the team, and a lot of our staff gets to address the team. And there's a tremendous energy level throughout the organization. Starts with the players and coaches, but you can really feel it in the entire building. How, how did you feel that in the meeting? What, what kind of gave you that? It, it, it's not something that I can really articulate. It's just, just a feeling that we have. I think the players know that they have something special. And uh, the players, you know, usually the ones that, that really know what kind of team they have. And I, I think all those guys feel uh, very excited. Uh, it was great to see them get, get out here this afternoon and get that first practice in. Clark, given how, about how close you guys were, to still see the amount of changes that were made, personnel and coaching, I mean, how in tune with those were you during the offseason? And what was it like seeing all that change? Well, it was something that Andy and Brett and I talked about extensively following our loss in the AFC Championship game. And Andy made the decision to make the change with the defensive staff 
which uh, you know he talked to me about, and I thought that was the, r the right call. Um, obviously, when you have a new defensive staff, you have a new scheme on defense and a lot of new players, it's going to take some time for that to gel, and I think that's really going to be one of the storylines of this preseason. Just a thought on Chris Jones being back in yeah, delighted to have Chris here. Uh, he's been such an important part of the team over the last three years. Uh, obviously had a breakout season last year. Uh, we're glad that he made the decision to be here. Uh, I think it's important for him to be here with the new defensive coaches, the new scheme, the new defensive players so that he can figure out his role in it. You said you, you, said you had a, a meeting with the team. What were your conversations with the team about? Well, I always talk to the team about what it means to be a Kansas City Chief. I talk about our mission statement. Uh, I talk about our goals. Uh, the first goal is uh, to win the AFC Championship and bring that Lamar Hunt trophy uh, to Kansas City. And the second one is to go get another Lombardi trophy. We had an opportunity to talk to Mark yesterday. He mentioned this could be you know, the last year in St. Joe. This could be conversations. Do you get the sense that this might be the last time in St. Joe, or how do you feel about it? Yeah. Our experience here has been tremendous uh, across the last 10 years, and I'm not expecting anything different this year. Uh, the staff here does such a great job. The facilities really lay out well for us. Our head coach enjoys being here. Uh, but we'll be in a position where uh, we can listen to other opportunities. I, I don't know how that's going to shake out because we have had such a great experience here, but we're, just, we're, we're at the end of the 10-year commitment. And uh, it behooves us to, to listen to what kind of opportunities are out there. Is bringing the camp back to Kansas City to the home facility, is that a strong option at this point? Uh, it, it's an option. I don't know. I would say it's a strong option. Um, Andy Reid is uh, a little bit of a little bit different than some of his counterparts who like to have training camp at their facilities. I think Andy likes to get away. He likes the camaraderie uh, that's built across the three weeks here at camp. Uh, so it, everything's on the table, but I would expect that we'll look for a situation like this. Last question, guys. Are you confident the team can keep Chris Jones long-term? Uh, those discussions will take place here in the, the coming weeks and coming months. Uh, we would sure like to have uh, Chris be part of the team uh, from a long-term standpoint, uh, but there are a lot of considerations that go into that. Last one, BJ. <laughs> I was just curious how dorm life's going. <laughs> Uh, it, it, it's great. I've been in the same dorm all 10 years and same dorm room and uh, you know there's a familiarity that comes with that when, when I walk in. The one thing I'll say about this year is, is it's marginally warmer than it's been in previous years. It's something like 65. <laughs> all right guys, thank you. So that was Chiefs owner Clark Hunt from his media availability on Saturday and you hear him make that joke at the end there about how chilly the dorms are. Andy Reid likes to keep his dorms really, really cold, and this is not a joke. This is a real thing. I had an opportunity to work for Chiefs.com with BJ Kissel for three years at the beginning of my career in Kansas City, and you stay in the dorms that the players do, and they keep them cold. Andy Reid wants to keep his players alert, so uh, Clark Hunt making a little joke about that. I thought he made some interesting comments about Tyree Kill, and there were two things that stood out to me. One being he gained context from the full 11-minute tape that 610 Sports Radio put out. And number two, that the conversation he had with Hill was, as he described, frank, meaning very truthful, very straightforward. It seems like this is going to be the final chance for Hill to right the ship of his life as a member of the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't want to say tight leash. I don't really know what's going on necessarily behind the scenes, but it, it does seem a little bit like that. 
Another point from Hunt is that the team excitement is higher, and this is someone who has been with the Chiefs. His father, Lamar, uh, has been with the Chiefs all his life, and for him to say the excitement feels a little bit different just gives you a glimpse into the mentality of the players and the coaches of this team. They feel like they can win the Super Bowl, and that's a very real thing. And then my question involves St. Joe. This is the last year the Chiefs have to have training camp in St. Joe and in the state of Missouri, so there is that possibility that this could be the final year of St. Joe, and as you heard Clark Hunt say, they are keeping their options open. So that's what I took away from the Chiefs owner, and we're going to keep this moving along with quarterback Patrick Mahomes. Here's Mahomes from the podium. Yeah, I mean, it was it was awesome. Uh, the, the amount of people that we have here, the uh, spirit of the Chiefs kingdom strong, and uh, I'm excited to be able to play in front of them in any of these, any of these moments and any of these opportunities that I get. Patrick, you had a couple deep completions to Tyreek today. How did it feel like your connection was out there this afternoon? Yeah, I thought it was good. I thought as a whole, the whole offense was really rolling, and we really were connecting on a lot of deep balls and a lot of the intermediate throws. And so uh, it's, obvious, it's obviously good to get out there and get those reps and get those deep passes completed, as that's a big part of our offense. Along those lines, Sammy Watkins said earlier this offseason this was the best he's felt in a long time. Mm-hmm. Did you see that out there with some of the catches he was making? Yeah, definitely. I mean, just the tough catches, the, the the explosion that he has after the catch, you can see that. And, I mean, that's a big part of his game is the way he's able to break tackles, the way he's able to kind of make people miss once he gets the ball in his hands. Pat, when you hear the fans as you're walking on the field chanting the MVP, they're just very excited. Does it raise your excitement level a little bit? Just how does that raise your emotion? Yeah, I mean, anytime, like I said, you're out here in front of those fans, your energy automatically just grows a little bit more. And uh, it's, it's cool to finally get out here, get out here for the first day with all the vets here and get to really work. I mean, this is where you build the foundation. And you have to have that energy every single day in order to get the best out of yourself and out of the team. Pat, what kind of boost is it knowing that Chris Jones is here and, and that's all for now kind of behind everyone? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, all, it's, it's great to get Chris back. I mean, he's such a high-energy guy, someone that comes to work every single day. And so for us – to get out there and have him building that chemistry with that D-line. There's a lot of new faces, but a lot of really good players. So I'm excited for their future and building uh, together and what they can do on on the field. I had a quick, quick question. You messed with the advisor a little bit during mm-hmm. Why did you decide against and, and go back to what you're... Yeah, it's it kind of one of those things where if it's, if it's not broke, don't try, to, don't, don't, don't try to change it, I guess you'd say. I mean, it's uh, we, last year we played good, didn't wear the visor. Uh, I, I liked having the visor, thought it was a really cool cool deal, and I actually liked what it did on, on the field, but at the same time, I just kind of went back to what, what got me here, and that, that was without the visor. Patrick, everyone is here, including Tyreek. Uh, what's it mean to have everyone here? Uh, how important is that for the team? Yeah, it's very important. I mean, whenever you go out there, uh, on Sundays, it's, it's about stuff that you did in training camp. It's about that that hard work, that dedication that you put in each and every day. And uh, you, you saw that today. I mean, we had a great practice to start it off, and I think we're just going to keep building as the uh, training camp goes on. Anything else? Terry, maybe excuse me, but you spoke about how much you have supported Terry throughout this process and uh, just everything he had to go through, how awesome is it to have to see him out here on the field and uh, just have that connection right away with him. Yeah, I mean, just getting out here and uh, being able to work. I mean, he, he's someone who has a lot of energy, someone that comes with a, that, that spirit every single day of getting better. And uh, you want guys like that on the field that are going to keep pushing each other and pushing the, their teammates to get better every day. Welcome back to the Arrowhead Pride podcast we call From the Podium. All training camp long, we'll be doing notebooks at arrowheadpride.com. So if you want more context, more information about training camp, make sure you're visiting the website. Ken Swanson came up with me this weekend. He helped me out with some observations for my notebooks. So you can check that out again at arrowheadpride.com. Before the break, you heard from Patrick Mahomes. 
very clearly the leader of this offense. Well, now we're going to turn the page to the leader of the defense. That's safety Tyron Matthew, the new kid on the block. Here's Tyron Matthew, the honey badger from the podium. And the expectations are high, um, you know, especially just with our football team, but especially with the defense, um, you know, really trying to just set a standard. Um, I think that starts with our DC. You know, um, you know, he's won some championships, and you know, uh, he's put some great players in the Hall of Fame, and you know, a few more being inducted. So um, I think the respect is there. I think for us um, and for me, you know, as a leader, um, it's just us being consistent. You know, each and every day, um, understanding, you know, how a coach, you know, wants us to play, um, and then setting personal goals as well. Um, I think if everybody could really set personal goals and try to be the best they could be. Um, I think the sky's the limit, but, you know, um, it, it's going to be a tough hill to climb. It won't be easy. It's a new scheme for all of us. Um, so it's going to be some, you know, some valleys in there. But um, I think that's why I'm here, uh, kind of keep guys up, keep their spirits right, and um, I think we'll be all right. you feel like Chris Jones showing up moved maybe the last obstacle that could keep you guys from being what you could be? Well, uh, first and foremost, um, you know, uh, got a lot of respect for a guy like that, obviously. You know, most guys in that position, it's a lot of outside noise that kind of dictate, you know, what they do. Um, so for him to be here, uh, I think that just says a lot about his character, really who he is as a person. I haven't really got a chance to meet him. He wasn't here in the spring. Um, but uh, just by him being here, I could tell it's not necessarily about money. Um, you know, it's more so about him getting it back around his, his boys and, you know, just playing football again. Being a leader of this uh, defense, what is your message to the young guy? Just be consistent. Um, you know, it's going to be hard. Um, you know, it's going to be a challenge, I think, each and every day. Um, I, think, I think every time a coach opens his mouth, I think the young guys think that the coach is talking to him. But, you know, just having fun, man. It's, this is football. Uh, a lot of people put a lot of pressure on us, um, you know, uh, whether it be ourselves or, you know, outside noise. Um, it's the same game we've been playing since we were five years old. Um, so just go out there, you know, really have some fun, have some swagger, um, you know, just have some, have some juice. I know it's a small sample size, but could you tell a difference in the energy level or anything with having Chris Jones out there today? Well, I, I think, you know, for the big guys, it's, it's harder to judge, especially when you're not in pads. But um, he's big. I, I know I'm small, but he's he's large. So I think I think he'll help us. And you know, obviously just watching him last season, you know, Pro Bowl caliber player, guy we thought should have made all pro. Um, so, uh, you know, I think the sky's the limit for him. Like I said, a lot of respect for him, especially in our locker room, just by him being here. He, he didn't have to come. What about Tyreek? First time you practiced against Tyreek Hill, what are your thoughts on Tyreek today? Well, for one, I think, you know, he's an exceptional athlete. Um, you know, we had our run test earlier, um, and you can just tell that he has a gift for running. So um, <laughs> I'll be excited to see him, you know, throw up the deuces this year. Um, so I know he's going to make some big plays, um, and I know he's going to be focused as well. How many, how many guys have you played against that have his kind of gift for running, as you call it? Sorry. How many guys have you played against that have his kind of gift for running, as you call it? I played against, I had a few, um, a few of my teammates back in Arizona, John Brown, J.J. Nelson, you know, low 4-2 guys. Um, so I, I know as a safety when he's out there, just, just back up a little bit, you know. <laughs> uh, what's the most encouraging thing you've seen from the defense from where you guys started at OTAs to where you're at right now? Uh, I think it's just our coaching staff. Um, you know, I think that's the most encouraging thing. Uh, really the most, you know, I'll probably say the most important aspect of it is those guys just really um, taking their time, you know, um, 
whether we're not practicing in a different period, um, before practice, after practice, um, working on little bitty fundamentals. Um, uh, and I think that's, I think those little bitty things are going to take us, you know, a long way. And um, like I said, we got a great group, uh, especially, you know, obviously Spags, but we got some assistant coaches as well. We got Sam Madison, so a guy who's done it in this league. And um, so, uh, I mean, we got all the right pieces as far as, you know, um, you know, instructors and teachers. Um, so it's about us going out there, you know, being consistent and, you know, just trying to play play ball and have fun. Last two, we'll go Pete and then Blow. Yeah. Sure. Goes down today, Demontre comes in. He's not really a well-known name, but he comes in and gets an interception. Most of the fans know about this kid. I mean, you're, you know, a leader in the room. You can probably spend a lot of time with him. Just what about Demontre? Well, he, he's had a he's had a great spring, um, and I know he's a, he's a little bit unknown, but I mean, he'll get a lot of reps in the preseason. I'm sure he'll turn some heads. But um, I, I think the most important thing when you see a guy really focused, a guy that's really committed. Um, uh, and, and a lot of guys, when they have a great spring, they kind of come back and camp, and it takes them a minute to get going. So to, for him to come out, you know, and uh, you know, make some plays early on, uh, pick up where he left off in the spring, I think that you know take him a long way. Yep. Last one, bro. Karen, you talked a lot about being a leader on this team. I noticed the brand of car service you took up here yesterday was called Leader. Is that yeah. just a coincidence, or did you plan it that way? Well, I think it's I think it's a coincidence. Uh, I'm a pretty loyal guy for the most part, so that was the guy that actually picked me up when I first signed in <laughs> KC. So I, I promised him that, you know, he'll be my driver, you know, on the, on the most important days. So, yeah, What's that's it like my guy. to see him again? Well, it's always good to see him. Like I said, um, you know, he picks me up, takes me to the airport often. So, um, you know, he's my guy. He actually sent uh, my fiance an edible arrangement uh, before camp. So, you know, obviously he's thinking about me. So I'm thinking, hey, Bruce. So that's Chief Safety Tyron Matthew. You hear him at the end there talking about his driver, Bruce. If you're listening to this podcast, you can't see it, but he actually waves at the camera as he says, hi, Bruce. And that's one thing I really like about Tyron Matthew. Really intense, a leader on the field, but when you get him in a press conference or off the field, just a really personable guy, and I think that makes him very likable. He tries to do a lot for both the New Orleans community, where he has roots, and wants to get involved in the Kansas City community. So again, just a real likable character for the Chiefs. You could tell from the initial comments of his press conference that he takes the leadership role really seriously. He feels like that's why he was brought to the Chiefs, because the Chiefs' defense Learning a new system under Steve Spagnuolo is going to have valleys. Earlier this offseason, as soon as the Chiefs acquired Darren Lee, Tyron Matthew went on Twitter and said, I'm going to lift this player up. And you got to like his comments on Chris Jones and Tyreek Hill. Just a lot of respect there, and he realizes those are important parts of this team. We're going to turn the page here to Sunday, so this is a new day. Two practices in the books, and we got to first hear from the Chiefs' offensive coordinator. Here's Eric Bieniemy from the podium. Uh, what's going on? Y'all start off with any questions, hey. We had fun today. One thing, we don't talk. I don't even discuss uh, injuries. But uh, I will say this. I thought the guys moved around great today. We had a lot of fun. What's meant to see Tyreek back out there the last two days? You know what? It was good. It was good having him back out there. Obviously, he's he's a very intelligent kid. He's picked off, uh, picked up right, right where he left off from. He's doing a heck of a job. Obviously, he brings tons of energy and obviously tons of speed as well. What's your vision for how the running back mix will work? Is it a one guy and when he's tired, then you go to the next? Or do you envision more kind of like a Swiss Army knife, different guy for different jobs? Well, one thing with all our backs, we're coaching all of them to be the starter. We're coaching all of them to take somebody's job. At the end of the day, we want to put the best players in the best uh, situations to give us the best opportunity to win. 
So right now, we want to watch all these guys compete. That's the name of the game. We're in training camp. We want to compete for a job. Who wants it? Who can improve on the little things that we've worked on and talked about throughout the offseason? But when it's all said and done with, let's come out and maximize the opportunity that's being presented. Yeah, it's early, Eric, but you guys have mentioned so many times before about Patrick Mahomes and his footwork and the idea of if his footwork is crisper, that's going to lead to more accuracy in terms of intermediate throws. Have you, I mean, two practices, but have you seen that look, to, look like he was in a good group today? Uh, yes, and, and that's been a huge focus. Obviously, just making sure he maintains some type of consistency in, this, in the pocket with his feet. And the thing that I've seen, not just over the past two days, but also, too, with him participating in the rookie training camp, obviously he was a little rusty at the start, but he's cleaning it up. You're seeing him detailing the details, but also, too, it's not as extended. He's, he's sitting confident in the pocket. Coach, with the practices and the energy picking up throughout OTAs, you guys have talked about it here. How do you expect that to change going into tomorrow and the Pats tomorrow? <laughs> I expect it to rise up a few notches. <laughs> so, obviously, with uh, tomorrow being the first day of Pats, obviously, everyone is uh, excited. The energy will be up there. But when it's all said and done, what I always tell the guys, just remember, remain poised under pressure. We just want to do the little things right and go out and execute. But also, too, play physical and also have a purpose of why we're doing things. When you see the tight end, he took a step forward uh, this past Have you seen, based on what you've seen so far, would you say agree with that notion? Uh, Sammy looks good. Just like all the receivers, I say that Sammy looked like he's doing a very good job of transitioning in and out of breaks. I mean, he has a big body. And sometimes that big body has a hard time stopping. Uh, and, and one thing I've noticed, and he's seen that he's worked on it a bunch this entire offseason, it's just his ability to trans, uh, transition in and out of breaks faster, which is huge. You, so you figure a man of that size, after the catch, can be dangerous. What kind of luxury is it for an uh, offensive coordinator to have the ability to put Hill, Kelsey, Watkins kind of all on the same side? Like, what does that do to Well, I'll say this. First and foremost, let, let, let's give credit where credit is due. Veach and his staff has done a hell of a job of uh, supplying us with a number of guys who can do some things. But uh, at the end of the day, it's our job to coach them up and get what we want out of them. But those guys understand the importance of detailing and going out and executing. So when they're out there, they're playing for one another. They understand the concept and where they fit. And at times, hey, everybody's not going to get the ball. But we do understand the big goal in mind, the big purpose in mind, is to do it the right way so we can have an, uh, an opportunity to achieve the goals that we want to uh, achieve in the end. Eric, with the limit on the, on the amount of times you can get a padded practice, does that make that practice, uh, you know, those padded practices, that much more important? Well, you don't get that many of them. I, I'll say this: the the number of practices are the same as they were since we've been here for the past seven seasons. So, every practice is by far the most important. Whether we're in pads, we're not in pads, we're walking through because that's an opportunity for a player to get a rep. And so, we don't take any of that for granted. And Regardless of whether we're in pads or not, we want these guys to maximize the opportunity that we have together because they're few and far between. And so when we're out there, we want to go out there and do it the right way. Coach, has always a lot made of the, the chess game that you guys play during, during games in the regular season. When you guys are out here going up against a new defense and a new defensive coaching staff, there's a lot that's been made about the communication and all that. How do you see when you're setting up certain situations to see how the defensive guys will react to certain coverages and the offensive guys, how have you seen that communication kind of manifest itself when you go back and watch the film? I think the communication has been great. One thing we've taken a tremendous amount of pride uh, in is 
doing a great job of communicating one another with one another. And that starts with the head man. Obviously, Coach Reed does a great job of communicating with both staffs. But just the challenge of playing against a, diff a different defensive front and Spags and them are doing a heck of a job on that side of the ball. And it presents a different challenge. And, you know, after you practice against a certain look for, for six seasons, now every day is a new defense. So one thing I will say, it, it, our guys got to be in tune. We got to apply our rules and understand where we fit in the grand scheme of things. So we love the challenge. We accept it. We embrace it. But when it's all said and done with, we want to go out and beat our defense as well. <laughs> okay, thanks everyone. Welcome back to the Arrowhead Pride podcast we call From the Podium, where you get to hear from your Kansas City Chiefs, and I'll provide a little bit of color along the way. Before the break, you got to hear from offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy, and the biggest takeaway I had were his compliments of Sammy Watkins all offseason long. You heard rumblings that Sammy Watkins looks incredible. At training camp, I will say, and I didn't notice this during OTAs, he really does look a little bit speedier, a little bit more comfortable, and I think the enemy was alluding to some of the reasons why, and I got to say, if Watkins can stay healthy and he's clicking on all cylinders, this offense is going to be that much more tough to beat. They were tough to beat last year. A healthy and effective Watkins might make them downright unbeatable. All right, let's keep this train moving. Chris Jones ended his holdout on Friday, so here are his comments on Sunday. Here's Chris Jones from the podium. Um, no distractions. Um, focus on winning the Super Bowl. Um, new defense. I'm ready. I'm excited. Glad to be back. Um, ready to work. What are some things that you did to stay in shape? Um, I worked my tail off. I was doing two a days. Um, you know, just committed to getting in shape and getting a six pack. What have the, 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 the last few months been like for you? Um, it's been it's been okay. Just a lot of hard work. I got to spend a lot of time with my kids, with my family, um, stuff like that. Went to Disney World. It was amazing. Uh, felt like a kid again. Um, and just worked. When did you decide you were gonna arrive at camp on time? Um, I knew from the beginning I was gonna arrive at camp on time. Um, I have Mosaic Life Care and a Special Olympics KC um, that I'm a brand ambassador of, and um, it's bigger than me. It's bigger. It's for those kids, you know. Um, I'm actually doing a T-shirt drive, where uh, a portion of the proceeds are going to the Special Olympics on uh, my IG and Twitter, Stone Cold Jones 95. So make sure y'all go get a uh, a T-shirt and support. Chris, what are you trying to gain by being away from the team throughout the offseason? I mean, um, nothing was gained. Nothing, you know. Um, it was just me wanting to spend time with my family. I'm back now. I'm focused on winning the Super Bowl. I'm focused on been a dominant player on this defense and uh, enjoying the process. Chris, you're talking about the process bother you, Chris? Just the process itself, did it bother you? What you learn from the process? No, um, the same thing every year. You go out, you work hard, and you come here and you be ready to play. Um, I actually enjoy the process. I enjoy um, going through the phases of training camp, working my way up through the season and um, developing. But in terms of the contract situation, I mean, what about that part of the practice? You learned more, I guess, in the last few months than you had before. Not at all. Just let my agents handle it. That's why I hired those guys for it. Let them handle it. Um, the best I can do is come out here and focus on getting better every day. Chris, you're going to play the season for the Chiefs, but do you see a long-term future for yourself here? I mean, of course. Um, I'd love to spend the rest of my career here. Um, I'm quite sure we'll work it out. I don't worry about that. I worry about learning the new schemes and the plays on this defense. I mean, it's all love. It's always love in this building, especially with the fans. We got the best fans in, uh, in the NFL, especially our teammates. We're like a brotherhood. We're very close. And uh, 
getting to meet the new guys on the defense, Tyran, um, I respect that guy like no other, the Honey Badger, 5'5", um, Frank. You know, those are my guys, man. And uh, we come together as a brotherhood. Whatever's going on on the outside, we ignore it. We focus on what we can control right here. Did you, you, had a couple of, you had a couple of practices so far. Um, talk about how good this defense can be. Um, it's different. It's very different, but it's a good difference. Um, I feel like the sky's the ceiling for us. We got a lot of depth. We got a lot of guys that can make plays. We got a lot of hidden talent that people don't know about that's going to be very special once they get the opportunity. So um, we just got to continue to build on it every day, come, come out and build on that. And the sky's the limit for this defense. Oh, sure. Sure. I think you make that clear, you know, your press conferences and locker room, so on and so forth. Everyone understands the business of football. Just how difficult was it to, to stay for you? I mean, you know, it's always important, uh, especially when you have new coaches coming in. It's always important to kind of get in the building, um, get the new plays going, and um, get the feel of the coaches and what you're getting into. It's always important to be around, especially new teammates. You want to be around them. Um, it was tough, but, you know, um, I felt like that was right at the time. I'm here now. I'm focused on getting better, winning this Super Bowl, and dominating in this league. You mentioned What's the new teammates. teammates. What's it been like working with the new coaches with Spags and, and Brendan Daly? It's fun. It's fun. It's different, but it's fun. You know, uh, uh, it, it's very simple. It's, it's very... Uh, very different. A lot of running, uh, but they we got well coached guys. Um, that's from the assistant guys, from the head up. Um, Spag, the way he go about his business, and it triggers down to the assistants, and it makes you even commit even more to this team to knowing that they're putting everything and all into make sure that we come out here and be better than we was yesterday. Chris, how, do you describe, how do you describe Brendan Daly as a coach? What it's like to work with him? Um, He's energetic. He's going, man. Um, military style, energetic. But he's very dialed in. He's very dialed in. He's a player's coach, and uh, he's fun. He's fun. He's different, but he's fun. Chris, physically, how's the, how's the body compared to maybe past seasons? Um, it's, it's about the same. It's always get better in some areas. You know, every offseason you have a goal. This offseason was a goal to get a six-pack. You know, and uh, that's what I worked on, straightening the core, doing Pilates, yoga, and things like that. Chris, this is the first few days, but do you feel like this is a scheme that you're Oh, most definitely, most definitely. Whether it's three, four, four, three, or whatever I'm playing, I feel like I can excel in it. You know, you're you're back, back, Colin, Colin, Colin Saunders said that you were instrumental in, in, in this offseason. What kind of uh, conversations did you have with that kid coming into the league? I try to touch bases with all the rookies, um, especially with him coming in doing backflips, but a little overweight. You got to want to get 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 him in a routine. Especially when you get in this league, you need a routine of how, how you go about yourself, especially on your eating habits, which is hard coming from college. So you want to get, in a, get, there, get them in a routine, get them an understanding that the things you did in college, you got to up it up a level when you get to the NFL. You mentioned those eating habits. Did you change that a lot this summer? Was there anything added? Took away. I stopped eating pork. I don't really eat red meat like no, uh, no more. Um, more so fish and a lot of vegetables. Last one, sir. Chris, were you able to uh, do anything as far as the new scheme? You mentioned Coach Spagnuolo and everything, but while you were away, do you, did you have any of the schematics, anything that you could be studying, or is that just, if you're holding out, they don't make that available? Yeah, no, I, I keep my playbook every summer. So, uh, you know, when we, had to turn, when we had to turn them in, when we had to turn them in, obviously I had to turn them in, but I got a glimpse of some things during OTAs. So that's Chiefs defensive tackle Chris Jones, and I think what jumps out to me about his press conference were his comments about wanting to stay a Chief for the duration of his career. I think this is a player who really, really, really loves his teammates, really enjoys football, really enjoys Kansas City, 
wants to be here. The money is getting in the way. The business is getting in the way. That's why I asked him that question about how hard and how difficult it was to have to oblige by the rules of the business of football. Chris Jones needs a new contract. That's the fair thing here. But in order for that to happen, the Chiefs and his representation need to agree, and they are so far apart that it doesn't look like it's going to happen right now. So what Chris Jones has done, he's the ultimate gamer. He's improved each year. He's looking at this year as a bet-on-myself year. His eyes are focused on the Super Bowl, and he has a little bit of catching up to do with this 4-3 defense. He missed the entire offseason prior to training camp. I imagine that in a week or two, he'll start to get the hang of this thing. But again, it is an intriguing storyline to watch. Chris Jones, you heard him talk about the six-pack. He came back in great shape. Now it's a matter of learning this defense. Our final press conference of the day is Tyree Kill. I'm not going to give a ton of commentary here. I view this press conference in particular, the first press conference since all the incidents of the summer, as Hill's opportunity to give a message to the media and to the fans. So again, no commentary before, not a ton of commentary after, just going to close the show. I just think that this press conference needs to stand on its own, and each fan Uh, needs to decide how they feel about it moving forward. I don't think I should necessarily have an influence on that uh, when it comes to this press conference in particular. So with that being said, here's Tyreek Hill from the podium. Uh, I just want to start off by saying, I mean, I'm not trying to, you know what I'm saying, cut you off or not answer your question, but I just want to start off by saying, like, to all the fans, you know what I'm saying, Clark Hunt, Coach Reed, um, Veach, my teammates, my family, my teammates being my family, you know what I'm saying, I just... I just want to thank them, you know what I'm saying, for the support, you know what I'm saying. I'm very appreciative of all of those guys for being in my in my life, you know what I'm saying. Especially, I mean, my teammates, man, like, you know what I'm saying, like, they stayed on me during the, the whole offseason, week workout, week workout, you know what I'm saying, steady showing me love, steady doing everything, you know what I'm saying. So I'm very appreci- appreciative of everybody in my life right now, you know what I'm saying. So I can't wait for my new journey, man. I'm I'm excited, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm working every day, you know what I'm saying, to be a better father, a better person, be, be, a better citizen, a better teammate, you know what I'm saying, and a better son too, you know what I'm saying, to my parents. So I'm evolving every day. So, I mean, something that stood out to me, you know what I'm saying, my mom, you know what I'm saying, as I was going through this long process, my mom told me, you know what I'm saying, people don't need to change, they need to grow, you know what I'm saying? And you think of a tree, a tree changes and a tree grows. Every day, you know what I'm saying, my mom told me that, Rick, you need to grow, you need to, you need to add layers to yourself. You know what I'm saying? Because if a tree grows, it doesn't go back. You know what I'm saying? So I want to grow. I don't want to change. I'm trying to grow each and every day of my life. That's all I want to say. But to answer your question, it feels good, man. The love feels good. You know what I'm saying? To come back out here, to hit a chance, it's crazy, man. So I'm back. The cheetah's back, man. Well, were you confident the NFL was going to rule the way that it ruled? I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, like I said, I, I don't know, man. But but like I said, I mean, um, Roger Cadell and his team, they did their thing. You know what I'm saying? They dug in and they got all the facts. You know what I'm saying? So, like I said, I'm very appreciative for for those guys as well. What's that to you most about that eight-hour interview with the league, and what were you trying to accomplish in that meeting? The meeting was definitely long. It was probably the longest meeting ever of my life, so it was crazy. So, uh, what what I wanted to get across was really just facts, man, but I um, I really can't get into it. Well, now, we're talking about your off-season workout regimen with Luther. Um, how, how important was it for your, your team for receivers to come out and work out with you? With, with uh, Luther, so it was great. Um, I met this guy uh, Luther. Um, he he trains, so I started going up there. Um, it's just been great, you know what I'm saying. Um, I look at Luther as like a um, bigger brother, 
know I'm saying a good role model for the community, and um, he he's also been uh, hard on me. So, Tyree, can you tell us when you became aware that there was an audio tape, the, the 11 minutes? When did you learn that that existed? I, I to be honest, I didn't know that existed until it came out. To be honest, so. Tyreek, what have you, what have you learned, Tyreek, from the last few months? Um, I've learned to um to just appreciate, you know what I'm saying, those around me, man, you know what I'm saying? Because I feel like I take that for, for granted sometimes, you know what I'm saying? Being a professional athlete, you know what I'm saying? I, I tend to, like, not stay humble sometimes, and, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I still love my kids, and I still love my family, you know what I'm saying? But I, sometimes I feel like I take all of those things for granted, you know what I'm saying? So... And when you say new journey, can you just elaborate on that? I mean, new journey as new in, journey? like, me growing as a person. You know what I'm saying? Me growing as a father, me growing as a human. You know what I'm saying? And What, what did Clark not tell you about your responsibilities? I mean, I, I mean, I really can't get into that, but all I'm going to say is I just got to work on my life skills. That's it. But what do you take away from all this? I mean, what, what's your life lesson if you take within yourself going further that you don't make the same mistake again? Um... I, I, I just be appreciative to those around you, bro. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, sometimes I take I take um, all of that for granted. You know what, what have your conversations been like with Andy Reid since since then? What do you mean? Uh, he said Andy said that he didn't talk to you much. Yeah. Um. So, so what is it like once once you were able to talk to him again? What's your name? Brooke. Um. It's been great. Um. Me and Coach Reed, um, like he said, we ain't talked during the whole offseason. I mean, I really ain't talked to nobody but, I mean, but my teammates. So it was, it's been great, you know what I'm saying? Um, I know that he was still supporting me, you know what I'm saying, in the background. So, I mean, he was still showing me love. I know that, you know what I'm saying, because that's just that family connection that we got. That's why, I, like, I really don't call them my teammates, my coaches. I call them my family because that's who they is. Like, they brought me in as a family. Like, they trusted me in, in this uh, organization. And that's what I'm so appreciative of, you know what I'm saying? They gave me a chance at life so I can change my family life, my kids' life, and everybody around me. So, because I came from nothing, so I'm very appreciative of it. As you understand how, it, what do you think is, exactly? what do you, what, as you understand it, what do you... I cut you off, huh? What do you feel is necessary, and what have you learned that is necessary in terms of the ongoing child and family services case as to what you need to do to get custody of your son? I mean, I, I cannot get into any of that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I wish I could, but I can't. Tyreek, a couple, couple more guys. Tyreek, as, as, as I was asking, how did it feel for you coming down first day of practice yesterday, hearing the reaction from the fans and, and knowing, you know, how much you mean to them and that you're being back? Oh, it felt great. Um, like I said, the, the fans here are amazing. You know what I'm saying? Um, they do a good job as well, like um, making me feel like I'm family. So it was great. Tyreek, what's your message what's the to thing? these young guys who are just starting out their journey in the league? Uh, message to the young guys. You know what I'm saying? Um, you, you can look at me and tell that I've been through a lot, you know what I'm saying? Um, even when I first came into the league, I mean, I had a bad history, but, you know what I'm saying? Um, just be thankful for the ones around you. Um, stay humble, stay grounded, you know what I'm saying? Um, love love your parents, love your kids if you got kids, and um, just work hard, you Tom, know what I'm saying? Tom, I'm sorry. We're going to go Tom real quick. Terry, what was the communication like with your teammates, with Patrick, with... Gary Dieter, all those guys throughout the offseason. I mean, I really can't get into all that, but as you've seen the videos, we worked out a lot. Dave, there's going to be a lot of people that are still very skeptical mm -hmm. of you coming back. Do you, do you have anything that you want to say to them or anything that... Uh, I mean, I really, I mean, I, 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 I mean, I really, I really don't know what to say, you know what I'm saying? Except for, I mean, I'm steady growing as a human being, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I feel like all of us can learn something, you know what I'm saying, from the situation, you know what I'm saying? So... I, I really ain't got nothing to say. Terrell, uh, as you were going through this whole thing, it's obviously 
there's only so many things you can kind of say right. for reasons. Like, what is there anything in particular you can say that you wish people knew about this situation? I mean, about the entire situation. I mean, I wish I could get into all that, but I can't. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I'm just here to like, you know what I'm saying, man up to what I did. You know what I'm saying? Like on the audio, my, my bad language. I'm a man up to that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want nobody talking to my little sister, my daughter that I have now. You know what I'm saying? My mom, like that. You know what I'm saying? It's very disrespectful. And, I mean, my mom got onto me. Like, she, like, thumped me in the ear. Like, come on, man. Reed, come on. Come on. Grow up. Grow up out of that. So, I never again. Like, like I said, I'm growing as a human being, as a person. And I'm never again. Last one, sir. Tariq, Ter- uh, in the audio, the, the, the exchange, uh-huh. uh, the statements made that punch your son in the chest right obviously right in the audio it's clear you you're disagreeing with that right is there when people hear that they think different things can you explain what playfully angrily what what how you would describe Uh, punching your son in the chest like i said i I really can't get into that but um punching my son in my chest that would probably refer me teaching my son how to box because uh we do got um, boxing gloves um at our house and our son like he's like iron man so he loves Iron Man, Aquaman. He's like, Daddy, come on, come on, come on, all the time. So that's that's what it is, man. And, you know, sometimes things get thrown out of context, you know, when feelings get involved and emotions. But I ain't going to get into all that right now. So thank you, guys. I love you. Cheetah back, man. Thank you for the support. Chief Skinner, man, I love you. Like I said, I'm going as a person each and every day. You know what I'm saying? And for the reporters, man, hey. My story is crazy. It's going to be somebody's testimony one day. I'm telling y'all. So that wraps up our seven press conferences on From the Podium. If you've made it this far, you heard from Andy Reid, Clark Hunt, Patrick Mahomes, Tyron Matthew, Eric Bieniemy, Chris Jones, and Tyree Kill. Congratulations. You're now in the know of your Kansas City Chiefs. We'll have more episodes this week. Please keep it locked in at ourheadbride.com. I'll be putting up training camp notebooks, everything you need to know from training camp you can find in one place. It's Arrowhead Bride. Follow it on Twitter. Listen to this podcast network. Subscribe. Shout out to my boy, Matty Lane of the AP Laboratory. He knows we love those five-star reviews, so keep them coming. Uh, I think there'll be two AP Laboratories coming at you this week, so look on our podcast network for that. And as always, my name is Pete Sweeney, and I appreciate you listening. We'll see you next time.